Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster who's interviewed over 1,400 celebrities. And I am not related to Peter Jackson, director of the upcoming movie Get Back. Furthermore, I suspect that if that Jackson hears this podcast by this Jackson, he won't want to be associated with me. Fine. But here's the thing. As a child, not even into my teens, I first became aware of the Beatles when I heard singles such as Love Me Do. Frankly, having been introduced to real rock and roll by Elvis's old 1950s hit, I Need Your Love Tonight, I said to a school friend, they sound like sissies compared to the king. It was only when I heard the song You Can't Do That and was told it was John Lennon singing, I decided, well, then he is the Beatle for me. So it has remained. Why am I saying all this in advance of the release of the Beatles movie Get Back? Well, I'm hoping that Peter Jackson won't have allowed McCartney to turn this movie into a slice of cinematic myth-making a la Let It Be. I saw it as a kid and remember thinking, this film is all about Paul. Decades later, I discovered that he had directed the camera person to focus on him as much as possible and that he wanted to project himself as the great conciliator rather than the guy who we all knew and still know hastened the demise of the Beatles, and who had his first solo album ready for release as soon as they were dead. So let's hope Get Back isn't by another name Paul saying, Get back to me, me, me. Either way, what follows is a verbal duel I had with Irish DJ and Beatles devotee, and someone who hates me, Dave Fanning, about McCartney in 2003. Now the time is just after 12 minutes to 9. The former Beatle Paul McCartney will take to the stage in the RDS in Dublin tonight. It's been 40 years since Beatle fans have heard him play in Ireland. The last time was the show at Dublin's Adelphi Cinema in November 1963. I remember it well. I remember the crowds in Abbey Street and I remember meeting the Beatles. A pleasant goop they were, unlike the Stones, whom I also met. Tonight's show is to include 22 Beatles songs, twice as many as the band performed in 1963. But has the Mac still got the magic? Yeah, 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 I remember it well. Joining us now on the lines are Joe Jackson, music journalist, and Dave Fanning. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Now, Good morning. Uh, Joe, you I... feel he shouldn't be playing at all tonight. I know, I'm, I don't feel he should be playing, but I think I was actually listening to the travel report there about the swans crossing the road, and I thought <laughs> of the cover of Abbey Road. I think if Paul could go back, he'd probably have John Lennon airbrushed out of the cover. I just don't like the idea that he ha he's reappropriating the Beatles catalogue, and that he wants Lennon's name put after his own now, and all the old, comp uh, the old compositions. I think there's a kind of bitterness still in Paul, and a jealousy, that uh, it's a pity he's selling himself as I am the Beatles 2003. Has, uh, uh, has uh, John Lennon always been number one on the LPs? On the LP? Well, I mean, it's like Rodgers and Hart. The writing team always was Lennon-McCartney. Yeah. That's the composition of credits since 1962. Mm. And Paul recently said, because I think he heard Hey Jude credited to John somewhere in Japan, that he wants the songs differentiated and he wants his own name, we'd say, on yesterday and John's dropped out. Right. But will he then say, I wrote the crappy part of the day in the life? 
John wrote the best part, you know. You also, you're also upset that he didn't uh, offer the gig to Ringo Starr, uh, I'm not you? upset. I just said that. I mean, if it is supposed to be, and I think a lot of people are going tonight, and good luck. I mean, I'm not going. But, and a lot of Beatles fans I know aren't going because they feel a little bit angry at Paul. But uh, I think it would have been nice if he'd given uh, Ringo Starr a drumming gig. We don't see too much of Ringo, and obviously he can't give a gig to George or to John. So if it is being sold as a kind of quasi-Beatles show, why not have two? But is it? And do you know that uh, he uh, ignored Ringo and for oh, no, that Ringo saying... wanted to play? Yeah, no, I don't know that, but I think it would have been nice if we were told that. And he is selling it as a Beatles show. Look at the poster outside the RDS. He's in an old Beatles jacket there. He must have taken it out of the mothballs for that shot. Mm-hmm. Do you resent the fact that it's taken him 40 years to come back? I know, well, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not as mad at Paul now as you're seeming to suggest, but I think he, uh, he had many opportunities to come here, and Lord knows what the reasons were. He didn't, never came here with wings. And, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of money. And I saw some newspaper reports that also he's charging more money for the Irish gigs than a, the parallel gig in other places in Europe. So, I mean, he has the reasons. He's making a fortune out of this world-long tour, recreating the Beatles, which he, which he for a long time said he never would do. Mm. He said it's in the past and it should remain there. But obviously the number one album was a huge album around the world, so he's capitalising on that and recreating the album on stage as Joe, much as he can. are you contemptuous of his talent compared to John Lennon? I'm not contemptuous, no, but I honestly think that John Lennon, and in most of the polls done at the end of the century, and I think this is what irks. You have to remember there was rivalry and a sense of competitiveness between John and Paul since the day they had a garden fate in Liverpool. And I think uh, Paul is kind of, in a, in a, I get a sense that he's sniggering as if he has the last laugh. It's now there are generations of people who will see the show and think... Paul was the Beatles, and he wasn't. There were four. And to me, John was the strongest talent and the strongest force. Mm. I Not see contemptuous, a... though. Not contemptuous. No. I see a headline here uh, in the Daily Mirror this morning. The Beatles were all paddies. We all had families there. Tonight's concert is like a homecoming. Oh, yeah, but he hasn't invited... I mean, that's another thing I saw in the papers on Sunday. Just like Paul didn't invite his Irish relatives to his wedding, he hasn't invited them to the gig. So, I mean, I would be a little... Maybe I can bring in the word contemptuous there. I think that, that was very mean of him. Right. Let me call in Dave now. Dave, good morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, on the credits. Uh, well, I'm very impressed that you met the Beatles and the Stones. Uh, everybody around me is impressed. I'm the only one here who has. <laughs> I, as I said, I found the Beatles to be very pleasant. The Stones, I, I got a sense of evil emanating from them, right, especially right. their manager, Andrew Lou Goldham, who oh, I remember right. very well. <laughs> Uh, who was the Charlie? Charlie Watts was the drummer, was he? He was. Oh, he was a nice guy. Right, yeah, yeah. The rest were scary. But what about these credits, anyway, Dave? Uh, first thing about the credits, I mean, like, if you're in the business of making mountains out of molehills, then you go right ahead, you know? Like, I'm not. Um, you could do that every day of the week and make your life very difficult. Paul just happened to say that once, that somebody said something about, hey, Jude. Jude is, about, is supposed to be um, the actual person in the title of the song. It's supposed to be John Lennon's son, but it was definitely written by Paul McCartney, and everybody knows this. And obviously somebody in Japan said something about, hey, Jude, being written by John. And he just kind of mentions this in passing. He said, geez, if I thought it was going to cause such a World War Three about it, then I wouldn't have even mentioned it. It's no big deal. Of course I wouldn't mind getting in the credit now and again for a few things. He said it, he dropped it within the day. It's no big deal. It was made into this huge thing by the papers. The papers who are so used to making so much about Paul's life into huge, huge deals. Glib headlines about his love life and his grief. I remember Mary Kenny wrote an article two days after Linda died. A very scary piece in the Express, like why Paul should be made to eat his words because he used, supposedly, Linda's death to sort of promote vegetarianism. And I was like, leave that guy alone for crying out loud, you know? I mean, like, first of all, if people go along tonight thinking that Paul was the Beatles, then I just think that is just wrong. It is simply not the case. Nobody thinks Paul was the Beatles. People think that George, Paul, John, and Ringo were the Beatles. If Paul has a concert tonight called the Paul McCartney Show Live and happens to
to look like a jacket that he wore with the Beatles. Wow, what a terrible man he is. It's the Paul McCartney live show, I've seen it. It is Paul McCartney doing wings, Paul McCartney doing solo stuff, and he happens to go back to his back catalogue now because enough distance has gone since all those times of people who often say, I won't do my back catalogue, I'll be broken up forever or whatever. It's now 2003, just do it, just go along and enjoy it, and if you want to relive the 1960s, don't worry, you can't do that. Go out and buy the DVD, it's the anthology, it's brilliant. But if you want to have a laugh with Paul, who's a brilliant musician and who definitely was half of the massive creative force of the Beatles, then go along and do it. If you don't, don't. Why didn't he come here before this? Ah, big deal. He came here in 1963. Why didn't he come to Venezuela before this on the, on, on the Wings 75 tour? Why didn't he go to Scandinavia on the Wings 1979 tour? Who cares? He's here now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, sorry, he was snubbing Ireland and he hates the Irish, is that it? No, no, I, I don't know. I don't know why it's taken him 40 years. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, it doesn't, like, I mean, you know, people who know the Beatles will know that Paul wrote songs like Hey Jude and Yesterday and Let It Be and Get Back and Hello Goodbye and Paperback Writer and Penny Lane and that John wrote Strawberry Fields and Come Together. John, I liked John because he was a bolshy, disagreeable kind of person, as most people know. And, like, I mean, like, Paul happened to be a really nice guy. It's much harder to be a nice guy. And Paul is the kind of guy who wants to be liked. Is that so bad? I did an interview with him recently, which, by the way, I'll be having an interview tonight at 6 o'clock on 2FM. And he says, he says, said to me that most people like to be liked. I don't crave it. I just prefer it. So, good man, Paul. Fine by me. Yeah. Joe, it's no big deal. I know, I just, I just listened to Dave there. I have to, Dave, hello, Dave. Dave, <laughs> Joe, Dave you know about his obsession with the Beatles. This is a guy who stood back, <laughs> stood the back of the curtain when Ringo was playing at the point, I just did. so he could say to the world, I was on the same That's stage with Beatles. And he wants to have another son so he can form his own Beatles. Good luck to Dave. I don't have that, and I hope people going to the concert actually enjoy it. But I think that if, if, uh, if it was just the one day thing about changing the compositional credits, I don't think Yoko uh, would be taking Paul to task about the whole issue. I think it's bigger than that. I think he is trying to reclaim the Beatles catalogue. But, you know, let people go along and enjoy the show. I certainly wouldn't begrudge anyone that. No, you don't begrudge them, but I'm surprised that you stay away yourself. It may be your last opportunity. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just, I, I would have had an ill feeling. I asked my partner if she wants to go, and there's a couple of Beatles fans, guys I know who have been Beatles fans since the 60s. And they just feel, no, this is not the uh, Beatles catalogue. This is not the way they'd want to remember the Beatles catalogue. You know, what well, we have to do then is get the DVD, Joe. I mean, at the same time, also, I mean, you know, Barry Egan got the interview for the Sunday Independent. Maybe you're smarting from that. Well, but I did, you know, I, I, Paul would not be somebody I, I would deeply uh, seek to interview. Well, that's fine. You yeah, know, I interviewed him once, and that was yeah, that was Paul good enough. Cool. Uh, do yeah, you agree, uh, Joe, do you Dave. agree with Dave that uh, John was the genius and uh, Balshi uh, kind of, and more attractive, whereas, whereas it's very difficult to be a nice guy? Well, yeah, but I don't know how that counts for when people are just voting at the end of the century for the greatest songwriter, rock songwriters of the 20th century, and John Lennon continually won, pushing Paul down to second or third place. That's not got to do with personality, character. It's got to do with the quality of the work created. And I think Lennon just stands head and shoulders above McCarthy in that area. Dave? Well, I mean, Chirpy Chirpy Cheap Cheap was the biggest selling song in 1971. Does that make it the best song in 1971 because more people went out and bought it? People have voted. That phrase, people voted, scares the life out of me. I mean, like, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example about the Ringo thing you mentioned there, which is I was talking to John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin on the program last night, and he was saying that, like, he was kind of slightly miffed at the fact that Page and Plant, the two main guys from Led Zeppelin, went out on the road and didn't ask him. If they had asked him, people would have said, oh, Led Zeppelin, it's the reunion, because John Bond, the drummer, is dead, so it would have it been three out of four. 
and they didn't want a Led Zeppelin reunion. They wanted just to go out and play in a quiet kind of way. So if Paul doesn't ask Ringo, I mean, Ringo was the first person to hear Paul's last solo album. Himself and Heather and Ringo and Barbara went out for a meal together and Paul, uh, Ringo was the one who picked the first single for him, etc. Ringo has no animosity towards Paul at all. And Ringo's thing on stage in Dublin was one of the worst things I've ever seen, even though, because Ringo's just in it for a laugh. He's not waiting for a phone call from Paul saying, I want to reform the Beatles and be 50% of that great band. He doesn't give a flying banana all about right. that. All right. By the way, uh, Dave, do you know if there are tickets available for tonight? Still? Well, are, you, are, you, are you looking for... I've got no, I'm not looking for... I live just around the corner. I hear no, it for nothing. Yes, there are, I believe. I, I, I believe tickets are okay. available. Just so it'll be a nice, sedate, old concert with people in kind of comfy shoes. And no hair. <laughs> uh, or if they have hair, it can be dyed. Yeah, yeah we, we'll try and drag Joe along. Okay. okay. Joe, thank you. Well, it's telling that there are I, still tickets available. Talk right. to you later. Right. Dave, uh, thank you. Joe Jackson and Dave Fanning. Thank you both for that. Hi, Judge Jackson here again. By the way, I did turn down an interview with Paul McCartney because I was told he would not talk about his private life and only wanted to talk about his latest LP, whatever long-forgotten album that was. And as I said to Dave and Tom McGurk, who was the presenter there, I'd already interviewed Paul McCartney. That was in 1990, and frankly, he came across as the spoiled modern-day Medici prince, a former girlfriend, maybe Jane Asher, described him as. By the way, if you want to read any of my articles and if you're a Beatles fan or McCartney fan, I'm guessing you'd rather watch Paint Dry or Get Back. Then you can check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast.